Hey, hey there, business owner. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. This is our weekly episode, and I'm so happy you are here. Let's get started. Hi there, entrepreneur. Welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. I'm your host, Annette Walter. I'm a business growth coach, operational strategist, and like-minded entrepreneur just like you, scaling two businesses on the national level. This is the place where I share stories of entrepreneurs just like you who are growing and scaling their businesses. What opportunities are they considering right now? What challenges are they facing? Real talk, real business. Today's guest is Donna Lyons. She is the founder of Pumpkin Plan Your Biz. She actually co-founded the company along with Mike Michalowicz. A lot of you know the name Mike Michalowicz. He is a really amazing author. He has a number of books, some of which include Profit First and The Pumpkin Plan and The Toilet Paper Entrepreneur. He is on a roll and um, actually has a recent book that was released um, and he'll be coming on the podcast I'd say uh, in the near future, if not by the end of this year, in the beginning of next year. So we'll share more about him. But today, Donna, I want to talk about her company, Pumpkin Plan Your Biz. She is training business coaches to become strategists in the formula that is followed in the book, The Pumpkin Plan. And she spearheads the training, certification, and continued development of um, these proven growth programs that certify all of the pumpkin plan strategists. It's really incredible to hear about her company, how it was formed, what it looks like today. And she actually shares a lot of really unique um, approaches to becoming a coach, specifically a doctor and um, another um, individual that you wouldn't typically think of becoming a coach. So make sure you listen, and I'll be sure uh, to to talk to you at the end. I want to hear what you thought, what were your big takeaways. Thanks for being here, entrepreneur. This podcast is for you, and I want you to feel like this time is your time to take a break from your business, be surrounded by other like-minded entrepreneurs, and to really grow and evolve and learn something new. And um, that's what we strive for in this community. If you want more, if all of this content and uh, these guests resonate with you, join us in the Facebook group, The Entrepreneur Evolution, and even better, join us in our mastermind, The Entrepreneur Evolution Um, empowerment group. And here's where we meet bi-weekly and we really do a deep dive into your business, accountability checkpoints, and leadership development on pressing topics that you're facing in your business and others are too. I encourage you to reach out and make sure that you are scheduling some time with me if you haven't already. I want to get to know you more. I want to help you in your business. Keep evolving Entrepreneur, I am so proud of you and enjoy today's listen with Donna Lyons. One. Hi, Donna. How are you? I am great. How are you doing, Annette? It's so nice to see you. Nice to see you. So nice to be here with you. I love this topic and I'm like really excited to share this with our audience today. We are joined by Donna 
Lyons, who is the co-founder and president of The Pumpkin Plan, your business, modeled after the wonderful book, The Pumpkin Plan, which I have here for those that can see this on video and YouTube, um, which was a co-plan put in place, right, with Michael Michalowicz, who is the author of The Pumpkin Plan and also of Profit First and a lot of other books. He's actually going to be coming on the podcast in the near future as well. So I'm excited. So we're happy you're here. Why don't we start off, Donna, by you just giving us your personal backdrop. Tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll, we'll take okay. it from there. Okay. Uh, how far back do you want me to go? <laughs> That's for you to decide. That's up to you. I was born. No, just kidding. Good? <laughs> yes. Okay. So I will start when I started my first business. So I started my first business in 2002, which it's starting to get scary to say that because it's almost 20 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, I had left a corporate job that I, um, really had no passion for. And I was now going to follow my passion and start my own business. And I had a business partner. I learned pretty much overnight that my MBA in finance did not help me (laughs) when it came to being a business owner or didn't help me with all of the aspects of being a business owner. So um, most of what we did was just a lot of trial and error. So we did a few things. We knew what we were doing and we did really well. Um, The good news is we always had a profit. So so that was great. But there were a lot of other things that we just struggled with and had to figure out on our own. And back in 2002, the internet was not the same as it is now. So there weren't the same kind of resources. Um, But so we really did. Like we figured it out as we went along. It was a fun business. It was a jewelry company. Um, I learned a ton over about the next seven years. And then I kind of hit a crossroads and I said, is this it for me? Is this what I want to do with the rest of my life? Am I going to throw myself into this business and grow it? And this is my career. And the answer that I came up with was no. Mm -hmm. And it was no for a couple of reasons. Um, The first reason was I was just burned out. I was like on that hamster wheel. I didn't really know how to get off of it. If I knew then what I know now, things might've been different, but I just couldn't get excited about continuing to run and grow that business. I really wanted to do something that felt like I was making an impact on the world. I wanted to do something that felt fulfilling to me. Um, So what I decided to do after a lot of introspection was to get trained and certified as a coach. So I went through coach training and uh, that was life changing for me. Um, I was not one of those like self-help, self-improvement junkies before. So I kind of went into it blind. I just looked at it and I said, that looks like a good thing for me to do. I think that's a good fit for my personality. So it was really all very eye-opening for me, the ideas around mindset and how we create our own reality. And uh, so that was amazing. And I realized when I was done with that certification, what I wanted to do with it. I wanted to work with entrepreneurs and small business owners to help them get past all of those obstacles that I had smashed into as a business owner myself. So I went out there armed with my knowledge and my experience and my new skills, and I struggled. Yeah. 
big surprise, right? I struggled selling jewelry and selling coaching, two totally different things. Right. Commodity versus service-based. Exactly. Like here's a pretty piece of jewelry. Would you like to buy it versus I can help you with whatever you need help with. Right, right. (laughs) That didn't go over all that well. So I, the first thing I had to learn how to do was talk about what I could do for a business owner Mm -hmm. in tangible terms that they could understand. Um, So I worked on that. I did some more, you know, invested some more money and some more training and started working with clients and I'm working with clients and I, I'm thinking I should be loving this because this is so me. I love, I get so excited about everybody's business, but I wasn't loving it. I was feeling frustrated. Mm -hmm. And what it turns out, what I was really missing was a system and a strategy. So I had a lot of tools and skills and knowledge, but I was just, I was just reinventing the wheel with every client. And I felt like I was just wasting a lot of time and energy worrying about things that I shouldn't have to worry about. So I went out there looking around, what should I do? Should I create my own? Is there something already out there? And right around that same time, a mutual colleague introduced me to Mike Michalowicz. And Mike was about to publish The Pumpkin Plan, which is his second book. He now has seven books, but that was his second book. And he- What year is this? 2012. Okay. Gotcha. And he had this idea. He wanted to start a coaching company around the pumpkin plan and the strategies and the methods, but he wasn't a coach Mm -hmm. and he did have some consulting background, but he, he wanted to connect with a business coach that would take his, you know, take this great concept and turn it into something. So we did, we connected, we talked and talked and talked. We launched our business right before the book came out. And then we spent the first year working with clients ourselves Mm -hmm. and really developing and, and uh, creating tools. And there are a few tools in the book already, but we just kept creating more, seeing what worked and what didn't. And about a year later, we actually had a step-by-step program. Right. We really had the formula, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Great. And so what does the company look like today? Tell us about the team yes. and the reach and fast forward. Mm-hmm. Yes. So fast forward. So I don't coach business owners anymore mm-hmm. or I don't coach outside businesses. My clients, our clients are the, um, we call them strategists, the licensed pumpkin plan strategists that yep. we train and certify them in our program. So we created this program And then in 2013, we kind of looked at each other and said, how do we have the biggest impact? Let's teach this to other business coaches and consultants. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we've been doing ever since. The program itself has gone through several iterations, Mm -hmm. started out in a binder, printed. Now it's all online in a learning platform. Um, And, you know, we've got more than 40 tools in the program and I've got a small but mighty team uh, we've got somebody who helps with the training and the client support. We have our backend people who do all the technical stuff that I should never go near mm-hmm. <laughs> because if I go near technology, I will break it for the most part. So we sound um, a little alike. <laughs> yeah. So really, uh, we focus on 
not just training in our program, but supporting the business coaches and consultants that want to be pumpkin plant strategists in growing their own businesses as well. Well, and that's a huge differentiator. You know, I hate personally using the term business coach because the market Mm -hmm. has gotten so saturated, right? Yes. And, you know, for me, and I've worked with a business coach since 2009, personally, in my former company that I sold and um, to this day. And, you know, for me, one of my criteria has always been, have you owned a business and lived the sleepless night? This is not textbook business in a box. So as people are out there and maybe feeling or looking for a coach, that's my, that's my personal criteria. What would you give as advice to someone who's like, I know I need a coach. I know a business strategist. Like, what would you say to your entrepreneur, you know, prospect out there, a former entrepreneur prospect out there? What would you give them as what to look for? What to look for. So number one, they, the person has to, their personality and your personality have to fit. Mm-hmm. So you want, business shouldn't be a drag. It should be fun. Right. So if you're hiring a business coach and you're going to be working one-on-one with them, yeah, you need to know that you are going to be looking forward to your sessions together. That's number one. Number two, and they have to they have to approach you with respect. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying all business coaches are like this, but I've heard terrible stories Mm -hmm. about people who have just been made to feel less than, and like, they're not smart enough or that the coach is the only one who has the answers. And, you know, we know if, if you actually have gotten, gone through a coach certification training, you know, that the client has the answers and it's our job to bring, bring that out within the client, right? It's yes. advising, right? Yeah. And we do like our program, the pumpkin plan program is a combination. It is not a pure coaching program. I would say it's coaching based. We partner with the client and come up with a strategy that works for them, Mm -hmm. you know, based on our framework but we're never going to, or I, I hope our strategists never do say to a client, you have to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Right. And don't give that person the leeway to say, wait a minute, that doesn't resonate with me. That doesn't, that's not the way I do business. Right. And actually the first thing we do in our program, one of the very first things is we talk about your core values mm-hmm. and how they apply to your business and the way that you do business. Right. And that's going to be a little different for every business. Totally. We don't say, here's what, here's what your value should be. We say, tell us what you value. And we need to incorporate that into the mission of your business Mm -hmm. and the vision for your business and who you hire and who you do business with. It really matters. So that's the other thing. If you're going to hire a coach, work with somebody whose values align with yours. Right. The chemistry Um, is so important, right? Making sure you are working with someone you really feel comfortable with and truly trust and can be as open and vulnerable as you want to be in that moment, right? Absolutely. And then there's the, the, um, have an idea of how they're going to have you work with them and how, and what the strategies are that they're going to be talking to you about. Because if you, if you don't see yourself doing those things, right. That's not the right coach for you. Right. Right. 
So let me ask you this. For those that haven't read The Pumpkin Plan, what are some of your favorite um, tips? Mm. Like, is there one big one that you're like, I just love this? Is there anything that kind of glares that you'd like to share? Well, you may have heard this before, but well, first of all, the the pumpkin plan strategy is based on the concept of the sweet spot. Yeah. And your sweet spot is really the intersection of three elements in your business. Who are your top clients? And notice I'm saying the word top clients and not ideal clients. And the reason why I say that is because ideal clients often are made up fantasy clients. Top clients are based on your real clients. Who is an actual person that is a great client for you? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because often we create these like ideal clients that don't exist. Mm -hmm. And then we're always disappointed and we never find them. So the intersection of your top clients, your unique offering, meaning what makes you unique and different. And I'm going to tell you, here's a tip. It is usually not what you think it is. It is usually not like when someone says, what makes you unique? So for coaches, the answer is always me, I'm unique, (laughs) right? That is not what your clients are going to say, right? They are going to have something more specific that they think makes you unique and different. So how do you find out what makes you unique? Talk to your best clients. Mm -hmm. And then the third piece is systemization. That's what I was missing in my coaching business before I met up with Mike. I was missing the system. So everything was kind of jumbled. Maybe I'll do this this time and that that time. And that's really inefficient Mm -hmm. when they all in the place where they all overlap. In other words, you have a unique offering that your top clients actually care about and systems to deliver that to them. That's when you're in your sweet spot. Right. Well, and I love that. And I love that um, illustration in the book, too, because you really do need to stop and, and think about all of this because oftentimes coaches are like, I can't clone myself. How do I do this? How do I scale? You know, I, I honestly think that that's been one of my personal issues is, you know, they, they do like the chemistry that I have with my clients, but could I teach that methodology and my systems to someone else? Absolutely. Do I need to? Probably yes, <laughs> because we yeah. want to help more people, right? <laughs> I, and this is the this has been one of the um, beautiful progressions in our business. Very early on in our first year, we had a couple of our strategists who, when we asked them, like, "What is your vision for your business? What do you want?" and they said, "We want to be able to scale. Yeah, we want to be able to add more coaches to our business and have a real coaching business." And um, so we've created a system where if you join our, um, our membership as a strategist, mm-hmm. you can include it in that, um, in that membership fee, you can put two other members of your organization through the training as well. Right. So, and then, you know, if you have more members, we'll talk about that as well. But my point is that we do have strategists who have chosen that route. Right. Exactly. Not everybody wants that. Some people want to be that person that does all of the coaching work. But if you have a system, you could pretty much scale any business if you right. have a repeatable system. Well, and that's what I was just thinking about. And we talk about this a lot. Um, process and system is how you scale, right? And you really 
you know, why new hires fail. Cause I talk about, about building your dream team, right? Yes. New hires fail because we bring them in thinking that they're going to be the magic wand. But when we as business owners aren't ready for them, we don't have the right process and system for them to work into, then that's when they really kind of fail. Right. So from your personal standpoint, Donna, having a commodity-based business, jewelry, selling an actual product, versus building and scaling a service-based business. You know, a lot of my like bookkeeping firms are coming to mind, my accountants, my smaller boutique um, attorney firms. Um, You know, where would you say is that biggest uh, differentiator, okay, between those two companies? And, you know, where where did you really find that kind of turning point in your service-based business to say, I am going to totally scale. I can scale this. It sounds like with the product-based business, you were like, I'm done. I don't want to do this. You were burnt out, but could you have with that system maybe gotten there? So that was actually, I was missing that in that business too. So part of our business model was that we did, we did custom pieces. So my partner and I were designing the, the pieces and every piece was a little bit different. Right. And that was fun for a while, but there's only so much you can do. And the way like the jewelry industry works, it's seasonal. So you're like building up for one season and you're doing as much as you can. And then we tried like, okay, let's, let's purchase additional jewelry so we can sell that, you know, stuff that we didn't design, but we were kind of all over the place. And I knew in my heart (laughs) that the way to scale that business would have been to change the model so that we could still design collections seasonally, but we would have to hire people to reproduce our designs Uh as opposed, because we couldn't manufacture, they weren't manufactured, they were handmade pieces. And um, I just couldn't, I just wasn't excited about it. Right, right. And I think because I had hit that burnout already, like right. I, I couldn't, like if we had, maybe if we had started out that way, we could have done it. Um, so I did, I learned that lesson about scalability. I also learned a lot of lessons about pricing. That's a whole other conversation. Um, we were like completely mispricing in the beginning. Uh, so there are a lot of, the lower and that end happened. The higher end. Too low. We were too low. We just Uh didn't understand everything that went into your costs. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And that we weren't really being as, I mean, we just weren't building in enough profitability and, uh, you know, and that impacts your branding. I know way more now. I could go back in time and completely fix that. But I love how you started off with, um, the MBA in finance didn't really help me because it's so no. true. And I get that question a lot. Like, what should I go for my MBA? It's like, I never went back to school. Like, I, 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 it's great when people do. And if that works for them, but like you really learn by doing and building. And, and that's what, that's what you're saying right now. Yes. And I think, you know, the difference between an MBA. So if I had to go back and do an MBA again, I would probably focus on entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. but when I went to like a big school that you're siloed. Mm -hmm. So I was working in the finance industry at the time. So I thought I'm going to major in finance. Mm -hmm. That's what you learn. Like, yes, I did like a management class and a marketing class, but 
right. we're really focused on formulas and spreadsheets. And so that's, and that's, they're not teaching you how to run a small business, right? They're teaching you how to work in a department somewhere, like maybe someday, like move up the ranks, but you're in your silo. And so for people who want further education, I think today there are so many different ways that you can get a more specific education. Mm -hmm. If you want to work at a big consulting firm, yeah, go for the MBA. Right. But look at what you're, you know, what you want to accomplish and match your education to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I'd say, do you have any wonderful success stories where you've seen, you know, your service-based consultants go from zero to, to shining star Tell us oh, about yeah. Those and then, then, we'll, then we'll let you go on with your day. Um, yeah. So Dr. Starling or Dr. Sabrina, as we call her, uh, she was the first pumpkin plant strategist to join us back in 2013. Okay. And um, after hearing us talk about this concept of being able to set your business up to run without you, and you could actually take a four-week unplugged vacation from your business, she said, that's my goal. And I want to write a book called The Four-Week Vacation. And Mike said, well, have you taken a four-week vacation? Right. And she kind of looked at him like, well, no. And he's like, you've got to figure that part out first and do it yourself. And that set her on this journey of systematizing her own business. Uh, over the years, she implemented the pumpkin plant strategies in her own business. She wrote three other books based on what her, um, so we're not talking about the four week vacation yet. Mm -hmm. She found out by doing the strategies in the pumpkin plan that the biggest uh, pain point for her top clients was hiring and keeping good employees and getting employees that will help you grow your business. Right. And so she wrote a series of books called How to Hire the Best mm -hmm. for different industries. And uh, she built her coaching business. She added, she's currently got two other uh, strategists who are certified in pumpkin plan and some yeah. other um, certifications that she also has. Right. Working for her. She has a whole team. She has her own um, intellectual property that she also created a course around right. based on how to hire the best. Right. But so she has um, and she attributes all of her growth. And I would say she's grown. Her business has grown eight or nine times right. since right. she joined us. Right. Um, but she attributes it all to to working with us and starting with the pumpkin plan um, certification. But here's the, here's the punchline. Two days ago, she launched her book, the four week vacation. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. That and so it great. hit, it hit number one bestseller status oh. on Amazon in the human resource category. Oh my goodness. Good for her. Good for you. Yeah. That's amazing. What a great success story. Yes. Check it out. So that is the first success story. Okay. And, um, the other success story that I'd love to share is, um, Geraldine Carter. Okay. So Geraldine has a company called she thinks big coaching. Okay. And Geraldine joined us, um, I think two years ago and she, um, decided 
her, she, she had a coaching business, but she felt like she just wasn't growing enough. She wasn't satisfied with where she was in her business. Mm -hmm. So she joined us as a strategist. First thing she did, apply the pumpkin plan strategies to her own business. Like that's, that's the first thing we ask you to do. You need to walk the talk. Right. And so she honed in on her top clients, her top clients. She decided were CPA firms. Mm -hmm. And she got more specific than that. Like, you know, sort of what, what were the problems that these specific CPA firms are experiencing? Mm -hmm. She created a unique offering based on the pumpkin plan, but speaking their language of what their problems are Mm -hmm. and uh, started showing up where you find that target audience and also added to the tools from the pumpkin plan because she knew what her top clients needed most within six months, she had tripled the size of her business and she, um, she's full, like she doesn't have, and now she has a waiting list of clients who want to work with her. And she is also thinking, how do I continue to scale this? Because I don't want to hire other people. So she's a coach who wants to keep being the coach and doesn't want employees, but there are other opportunities to use the content. So once you have that system, right, you can apply it to got consistently great results. I love so, it. I'm just trying to find the, the diagram of that in the book to show. Oh yeah. I, I don't know I if probably you probably can't reach it. There's, there's a copy with a sticky note, like above me uh-huh. on a shelf, but if I stand up and like, <laughs> right, we might see your pajama pants, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Leggings. <laughs> Leggings. That's great. Yeah. I stand up. You'll see my tennis skirt. I'm the same way. Yeah. It's um, within okay. the first couple chapters. Okay. All right, cool. So those are really great stories. And I love how, you know, they found their, their niche when you really do focus on your top clients instead of your ideal clients. And like you said, that can translate to so many different types of businesses. I know our listeners out there are in so many different industries, different size companies, but when you really look at your top clients, right. And Mm -hmm. then tell me the other circles that you're that overlap with that? So it's top clients, unique offering and systemization. Yes, 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 yes. So good. Good. Yes. Where, how can we support you, Donna? How can we learn more about you? How can we support you? Tell us where to find you. Well, if you go to pumpkinplanyourbiz.com, so biz, B-I-Z, okay.com, uh, well, we have some free gifts that we give away. We have a pumpkin plan booster pack, which are a few of our tools that can help you get started pumpkin planning your business and going from that place of feeling overwhelmed and how do I grow to actually growing and increasing your time freedom. So getting back control of your time, that's the goal of the program. If you think that you want to become a pumpkin plan strategist, like this sounds like a great strategy to plug into your coaching business. And by the way, I know you mentioned um, earlier in our conversation, accountants and bookkeepers. We have a lot of accountants and bookkeepers who are licensed in our pumpkin plan program because they want to do more than accounting and bookkeeping for their clients. They want to help their clients grow. So if that sounds great, you click on the become a strategist tab and you'll get some more information and, and, uh, it will tell you how to apply to join our membership. Um, or if you think you want to pumpkin plan your own business, first of all, read the book. Right. Um, and then if you feel like you need some additional help with that, 
which is always helpful, as you know, as a coach to have that outside perspective and guidance. And we have all these additional tools in our program. You can go to the hire a strategist tab and you'll see our directory. You can find a strategist that specializes in your industry or is, you know, has some other criteria that you're looking for and you can contact them directly, or you could fill out a form and ask us to introduce you to a strategist. Okay, great. And I know that that we'll follow the same sequence probably with the profit first, because I'm sure you have a lot of accountants and bookkeepers that become profit first. um, Yes, we do have quite a bit of overlap and actually in our directory, it tells you which of the Mike McCallowitz certifications each strategist has. So it will say if they have both profit first and pumpkin plan. Okay. That's great. Well, sometimes our guests will put together a unique link for the podcast, um, to kind of drive traffic to that, that we can drop. So if you have something like that, um, that would be great. Um, so we can see who comes to the site that listened here, which was wonderful. So tell me, um, before we part ways, Donna here, what are your words of wisdom? What's your personal mantra that you use just to kind of keep you going when you have those moments of exhaustion or overwhelm or doubt or fear or anxiety? Well, I, I think the biggest one that I have had hanging uh, or written on my whiteboard for years now is get comfortable being uncomfortable. I love that <laughs> because one. what I found honestly, is growth only comes when you get out of your comfort zone. And so I like to remind myself of that often. That is really good. And I love that share. Thank you so much for being here, Donna. You are so kind and generous and so strategic with the pumpkin plan. I love it all. And I'm grateful that you were here today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Bye. Wow, what an episode. Did you learn something new? I hope so. I am so happy you were able to be here with us today. I'd love to hear from you. Leave me a review and I will be sure to read it and respond to you. Also, if you'd like to email me, my email address is urock at iEvolveConsulting.com. Hit subscribe and every Tuesday you'll get notification when the next episode drops. We really have some amazing interviews and tips in the future. Anything you need, I'm here for you. I want you to keep your momentum. I want to help you stay accountable. I want you to stay inspired. I want you to evolve. So please let me know what you need and I'd love to hear from you. Take care until next time.